0: Ladies and gentlemen, guys and gals, non-binary pals, and a technical array in between this is Macho Media Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Chris Boyle, Ryder Gaston, and with me, as always, is my tag team partner,
1: The Vacuminator, and this motherfucker didn't tell me we were live until he started doing the intro. As it should be,
0: and this is Macho Media Wrestling Podcast, where we talk about the wrestling we watched over the week that we want to talk about uh, news, toys, anything whatsoever that we just fancies our fancy boat. That's the intro. Yep. Fancies our fancy boat.
1: <laughs> you doing good? I'm trying to type out a tweet to promote this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no. What <Will> do you? <laughs> you want me to fucking dance? I'll fucking dance. Look, here's a fucking TikTok. You happy? No, because I didn't want to see that. (laughs) Too bad. That's what you get for tricking me. I didn't trick you. I said, let's get this shit on the road. Yeah, two seconds before we got this shit on the road when I had something else to... Jesus. (laughs) (sighs) Well, yeah, wrestling happened this week. How much wrestling happened this week? Uh, I'd say about, uh, 80% wrestling. Okay. What was the other 20%? Um, Marvel and a little bit of robots. Well, I, I mean, I may have, I may have gotten Transformers Studio Series 86 for mock in the mail. I may, I may or may not be salivating at it just off screen. Mm. You also had a little bit. Of waifu bait I did I did Tom King He's the best man And I can't wait for him to make the best girl The best comic That's all there is to be said about that
0: Imagine that's the one where he just Totally shits to bed
1: No that was Heroes in Crisis He's not gonna do it again (laughs) He's not gonna Don't you fucking dare curse me if that if that comic turns out bad now, I will find you. You're the one who wished address. it on the monkey I paw. I
0: You're the one who found that monkey paw, bruh.
1: Hey, I I wished with a genie, or rubbed the lamp like a good boy. I've got two wishes left. I'm good, I'm solid.
0: The other two wishes are for Power Girl and Matrix Supergirl. No, Matrix Supergirl fucking sucks. I'm
1: not touching that shit.
0: Okay jesus i didn't know you had that such a vitriolic opinion about silly putty
1: that's a that's a rant i've had saved up for a while and still technically do i'll, I'll make that video one day all right
0: but rust but wrestling um i don't know how, how do, do you want to just get into the shit i didn't watch
1: Yeah, so two things at the top of the week that uh, Boingo didn't have time to watch. We had AEW two-point show, uh, the second edition of that was this week, where uh, Brandon Cutler and Kenny Omega uh, hosted, um, basically introed each segment from a local Jacksonville Barcade. Um, Which is pretty cool, pretty fun, although uh, with how off-script they got at points... I did pretty start I, I watched half of this i remember part of this yeah because it's, it's pretty obvious that uh kenny's like maybe two white claws in during this either that
0: or he is like three different journeys going to and throw the impact zone it's just like i have had three hours of sleep
1: yeah nothing he's else. very He's very lucid in this, and Brandon is just trying to gently lead him along. But it's fine. It's good. I like that. Oh, yeah. Um, The
0: arcade looked cool. There was a TMNT pinball machine. Yeah. Uh, See, here's the thing. I forgot that I watched it (laughs) because it wasn't a bunch of new information. It wasn't a bunch of new information. It was just like, hey, here's some of the the behind-the-scenes things and some updates on other things.
1: Yeah, because uh, we got a little montage uh, behind the scenes video of them recording sound effects for the. Uh, uh, I want to say AAA game, but that's weird saying in the context of wrestling. But the the, the main console title they're working on. Just say it like uh
0: Just say it like I uh, I can't remember. Jim Sterling? Yeah, but I can't remember their new name, and I wanted to be respectful. But they they say oh, Jim is I still. Know. J- they said Jim is still. Okay, because that's kind of, like, their middle name now. Yeah, they, oh. they they made a whole... They didn't make a whole big video about it, but, like, at the end of one of their videos, they said, like, yeah, no, this pretty non-binary, and they're more fem Feminine? Like, I can't remember the word. It's, like, acting, but it's presenting. Mm. They're feminine presenting now.
1: Okay, good for them.
0: Yeah. Uh... But they always say AAA as
1: Triple I
0: to make it more uh, well, corporate. And they bullshit. recorded sound effects for the Triple I title <laughs> over totally at. Uh, I regret at, that immediately.
1: Too bad. At the uh, they recorded at the uh, DDP Yoga Studio, which was cool to see. Like some of the cause, like I always enjoy uh, like off the beaten path behind the scenes material because you always have just like stuff of actors goofing off on sets and like directors giving interviews about like, and this is how we came up with the story for this piece, but you rarely ever anymore get to see people recording Foley for stuff. And, and that's like super animated. interesting. Some of the, yeah. And it's super interesting some of the ways they come up they come up with stuff. Because like one of my favorite things, uh, one of my favorite behind the scenes things to watch when I was a kid was a, uh, a, a video about how they make the Foley for a radio drama that I had, I had years and years ago when I was like, maybe pre 10 years old and uh i haven't seen that in a long time but this kind of reminded me of that and it's kind of like cool fun oh you don't often get to see this i'm like that's an interesting way to got that sound that's an interesting way to got that sound Just fun little thing um and uh then they uh we got brandon and kenny talking about like hey creative character mode is going to be a thing in our game it's gonna we're making sure it's very expansive um, and they kind of shared some memories of the kind of creative characters they make, and then, like, Kenny just fucking blatantly goes, yeah, I think the first character I'm gonna make in our game, once I get my hands on the final version, is Xavier Woods.
0: Because they're friends in real life. Yeah.
1: This is funny.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, they still do that uh, end-of-year, giant-bomb top-ten
1: game thing. That's true. Um, I wonder if I wonder if Vince is gonna eventually put the kibosh on that because of third party stuff.
0: Here's the thing, he could just go by Austin Creed.
1: That's true. Um He's built
0: up that brand enough.
1: And then um Aubrey ran down the uh, player stats functions of the Elite General Manager. I barely remember this because like I'm not retaining knowledge on that game because I don't know if I'm gonna play it a whole bunch. It, it's much it. more for, like, statty kind of RPG peoples. mm mm-hmm. uh, And then it ended with Kenny announcing that Casino Double or Nothing would be out on the 26th of February, which was the day after this show aired. So the game is out now. You can go play it if you want to. I don't give a shit because I don't care about casino games.
0: Yeah, and apparently people have played it, and it is just kind of like a reskin... To kinda generate money for more projects. Mm-hmm. Sad Understandable. Look.
1: You know. Yeah. What are you gonna do, kind of a fact. Yeah. And then it fits with eventually. their
0: gambling theme. That's about it.
1: Yeah. And it helps promote that double or nothing will be the next pay per view after Revolution, I guess. Yeah. Um. And then uh On Sunday, uh, I believe it was, it's either Sunday or Monday that this show airs, uh, John Moxley retained his IWGP US Heavyweight Championship against Kenta on New Japan Strong. I meant to watch this match, I just kept forgetting about it. I heard it was very good, though, and I'm honestly kind of surprised that Moxley retained. I would have thought he would lose that belt and then get the shit kicked out of him at Revolutions in order to sell him taking uh, paternity leave. But I guess he's gonna go to Japan for a little bit first.
0: Maybe, 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 maybe. Uh uh-huh. But no, I didn't even know this happened, so
1: I'll just go back and watch it like tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and then we got the uh, AEW Women's World Title Eliminator Tournament Show on Bleacher Report Live uh, this past. Sunday I believe it was And then Um, a few hours on YouTube
0: Because Bleacher Report fucked up the stream
1: mm -hmm. My stream buffered like three times I never missed much But there was some serious buffering issues Yeah I just watched it later on YouTube Mm -hmm. Uh, And you know big ups to Tony Khan For immediately going like Yeah this was a mistake here you go
0: Yeah Like it, it Tony Khan is at least pretty okay on that When it comes to that kind of thing
1: Mm-hmm. uh but the show opened with the joshi six woman tag match which was hikaru shida maki ito um Meisuruga? i think yes. it's mei yes uh versus Veni, emi sakura and maki ito. oh who am i freaking oh yeah maki i thought i said maki
0: ito no maki ito was on the heel side okay yes
1: Oh, then I said I said she was on the wrong team. Yuka Sakazaki was on the face side.
0: No, because Yuka like...
1: Sakazaki was in
0: the Eliminator tournament, so.
1: I'm very confused.
0: <laughs> Do you want me to go back and look and see what it was? Just tell me. I don't remember. All I know you is... What... It means... I knew what side uh, my girl Maki was on. That's all I need to know. Well, we've remembered the full heel
1: team. We remembered two out of the free of the face team. Ray was the other one. Ray.
0: Ayanami? Yes. She was in blue. Oh, no. Rin Katakura. Rin Katakura,
1: right. Yes. The one I pegged as my favorite, and then became the m- most forgettable member of the entire tournament. Oh,
0: it's, it's not that bad.
1: She got, she got some good stuff to do in this match. This match was great. Maki's just really good at selling her character. Uh-huh. Like, some of the shit she was doing had me laughing out loud. and I, And this is the first time in a while I've watched a wrestling show in the living room. So it's kind of like what are you watching what is all that screaming it is a little japanese girl trying her fucking best mm-hmm. and the fucking heel shit that emmy sakura pulled oh i love this new character direction for Emi sakura i don't know if it's
0: if this has been her joshi character for years or if it's like new again
1: just great i haven't i haven't read up on her at all but if i had to theorize i would say this is what her character has been evolving into in Japan for a while, but she was doing a nostalgia act thing for AEW in America.
0: Yeah, it seems reasonable. But no, this this was a fun fun like triple threat,
1: triple tags, uh-huh. Think of a jig. Venny is still awesome. Uh I was really surprised by the Big Sister Little Sister dynamic with Hakaru and uh May, but I want to see more of it now. It seems bring May over to America. Bring all of them over back to America, yes, open fucking vax everyone, and open the borders already. I need more choshis on weekly t
0: v God damn, uh, man, it was just uh it was just so much fun like, again, yeah. like I saw a really cool comment of someone going like, I've been seeing why maki Ito, I've been seeing a lot of people saying maki Ito would do great in America. But I, 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 why? Why does people think of it? her gimmick is very Japanese centric? And someone pointed out it was on Reddit. I can't remember their username. Shout out to you if you ever see this. You probably won't. Uh, that basically, her gimmick is so Japanese focused, and focused on Japanese idol. That part of it is she got fired for being an idol for having a big head for not being good enough, and there and there's enough. And it's very possible that there's a large part of the Japanese audience who would agree with those producers and go like, yeah, no, she does have a big head. She doesn't really quite fit as an idol, and so don't get that sympathy. But us in America, we don't give a shit about that. It's like, you tried for your dreams and they said no. Fuck you. Yay, Maki. Your your head is fine. You're beautiful.
1: I want to kiss you right now.
0: But like, it's that kind get of mindset. Your ass. Is that kind of, like, individualism that America has can really lend to Maki being that underdog sympathetic character?
1: Mm-hmm. While in
0: Japan they're so inundated with Japanese idol culture they can agree with the producer and maybe not have as much sympathy.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, if she did, if she did everyone who is the cutest in the world in Jacksonville I'm sure there would be a Thundering response of her name god damn Imagine
0: in Chicago when it's like Chicago crowd oh my god.
1: Maki ito for the title at all out.
0: Let's ooh, do it. Ooh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. That'd be fun
1: um, We have to have
0: her lose though because maki is suffering
1: Yeah Maybe if they ever introduced women's tag titles, she could win those. (laughs) Uh,
0: But we had another Uh, match right after that, which was uh, Yuka Sakazaki
1: versus Ryu Mizunami. So good. Oh, my God. Like, I have a a renewed interest in Yuka Sakazaki because I thought she was cool the first time I saw her in AEW, but then she quickly faded to the background. In this tournament, her personality has gotten over so much better. And she just seems really adorable and fun. Um, and then Ryu Mizunami just has this total, like, fiery 80s babyface spirit to her that makes me want to see her succeed. Like, there's there's been a thing of, for the last 10, 15 years since women's wrestling was given, more of a... Uh, a highlight and like impact and then in WWE and now in AEW where people have always been saying who's gonna be the female Hulk Hogan and for a while people thought it would be Rhea Ripley Rhea Mizunami she, she has female Hulk Hogan energy
0: yeah especially with like some of the 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 bits she does in the ring like the the miming of the rope the mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the apologies yeah that's really nice it's just like a really interesting like honor thing like i hate to say honor because that plays into the fucking japanese stereotypes but it's that kind of like I, I sportsmanship
1: yeah she gives her all but also she gonna
0: respect you yeah and sometimes that respect also means i'm gonna punch you in the face as mm-hmm. we'll get to later <laughs> this e- evening <laughs> But no, this yeah. was great. Yuka looked fucking uh, fantastic. Just bouncing off. This Hoss woman. Again, we have another Hoss woman. It's just I love we're getting a women's Hoss division.
1: Yeah.
0: Because uh, WWE has what? one Haas woman. Mm-hmm. AEW has multiple women. Not Hoss the best. Bodies. No, do they have two? Naya and... Uh, what the other one? I can't remember her name. Tamina? Yeah, Tamina.
1: Neither of them are all that great. But
0: uh AEW has access to Aja
1: Kong,
0: Ryo Mizunami Nahilo Rose. They've got
1: awesome Kong's phone
0: number. And now we have Jade Cargill too because she's kind of a taller Amazonian of a woman.
1: Uh yeah. Uh, but then we went to America for Thunder Rosa versus Rio. Um This match was not the best thing ever, but definitely better than I thought it was gonna. Be. I mean, it, it it they
0: definitely left a lot of it in the tank because we can definitely get like a fucking five star classic out of both of them and
1: like a pay per view. Mm-hmm. But like, no, this was fine. This was good. Yeah. Also, apparently, Rosa's gear for this match was Selena's fiends, which is a reference i don't get but was a big deal to a lot of people so i thought i'd mention is it was this the purple one yeah
0: oh you mean mortal kombat
1: no selena's is a 90s movie apparently oh Same, but like people were freaking out over it so they
0: uh it's it's probably very important to those people and if like I knew what it was i'd probably go like you know what that was cool all Personally, i remember i is, just
1: want her to wear the auto killer gear all the time
0: all i remember is uh thunder rosa also wore like um the nba gear
1: mm-hmm.
0: what was it it's a fucking team out in california i can't remember their name
1: whatever uh but yeah rosa beat reho Pinder, in a cradle And then on Monday, uh, she fought Nyla Rose. And this is another thing where I was like, yeah, I need to watch that. And then I kept forgetting about it.
0: Yeah, it was fun. It was good. Mm -hmm. Cool. Tell me about BTE, like your shirt. Oh, my
1: gosh. I have merch from com. Please don't do it. It looks like you're
0: rubbing your nipples. Oh, you mean like this? Oh, God, motherfucker. Your
1: camera's on. You know that, right? I know. I hope everybody keep this. Just keep this and embarrass me with it in 10 years. And by the way,
0: if you are listening to this on podcasts on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other podcasting platform, we do do this live on YouTube every Thursday. At least we try to every Thursday. Uh, You can find us on Mother Media go search us up there and you can see other shows and things that we are doing including uh, A Little Worse Than A Pod, A Little Better Than A Cast which is our WandaVision podcast which is going to be ending soon uh, but we have some projects lined up to kind of take its place Wink uh, MMWP of course and tell
1: them about this your podcast week, I thought I thought you were going to sing So This Week in Toku <laughs> is a uh, show that I do every week with Miriam of Buster Core, where we recap all the latest news and episodes of Tokusatsu. Uh, we're about three episodes deep now, uh, getting into the grit with Power Rangers Dino Fury, and then uh, this weekend uh, Zenkai, or Kikai Sentai Zenkaijer will be premiering, so we'll be discussing that on Monday, uh, and we may, we may have a special someone joining us for that episode. Uh, you may want to keep an eye on At The Modular Media on Twitter, say around Sunday, say around the afternoon for details. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> but,
0: uh, yeah, you you can go check out them there. You can also find them in other podcasting platforms. I don't think Twits on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of those
1: places yet, but we will no, keep you posted. No, I have not had time yet. We'll I keep... might, I'm. I want to do it tomorrow night. But I may not have time then, So some point in the next week or so.
0: We'll keep people posted. It's not like it's the end of the world that it's not out yet. It's plus, then yeah. you can have, like, five episodes at once, and it's like, yeah, it's good for it's good for growth, good for podcasts.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: but tell but me about the BTE B-
1: nipples. I don't know how many nipples were featured on BTE. I'd have to go back and count. But... <laughs> uh there was a hilarious opening segment where um matt jackson is doing something on his laptop and then one of his kids comes up and goes dad dad did you see who you guys signed And he's like what who so, we got a million freelancers on dark right now who, who, who did we sign what's going on and they're like it's the big show remember from when you were a jobber on smackdown like literally they say that and then it cuts to the footage of Big Show chokeslamming slamming him through a table on an episode of SmackDown, and then he's like, "Oh shit! Oh fuck! I gotta! I gotta go! I gotta get out of here!" And they're like, "But this is your house. I just just tell your mom I'll be back later." And then he closes the door, and there's sound effects of him driving off. <laughs> That's fucking great. Because uh, that... remember, in wrestling, everything is in continuity. Everything. everything. Yep, yep, yep. It,
0: it, it's just kind of funny to know that. Yeah. That Ricky Starks, teaming up with Team Taz, once got beaten up by Ryback. <laughs>
1: uh, then we uh, had a backstage segment from this week's episode of Dynamite where Kenny Omega, kind of out of his current character, did a little opening of a vintage pack of WCW trading cards. Uh, it's kind of funny how, like, Half the cards were dead guys, and then the other half were guys who are working at AEW right now. That's fucking that's L- morbid. Like literally, at one point they they like they were like, "Oh man, I remember when that guy died. That sucked. Who's next?" Hey, it's Arn. <laughs>
0: fucking. Well, hey, look, it's a boy. Yeah. It's Sting.
1: Oh, oh boy. Was um, there a Sting? And then, f- I think so. I okay, can't cool. remember entirely. I know Arn was in there for sure. That's why I said him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then somebody from off camera hands him a care package from Nike, which he opens to reveal the real reason for the segment, which is that Kenny Omega now has official custom Nike sneakers with the Omega symbol on the heels, okay. and they're gorgeous.
0: Are those being sold, or are they just for him?
1: They're one of a kind, just for him. Okay. Does he does he wrestle in boots or sneakers? I think he wrestles in boots. I'm not sure. I, I have know he to has to like go downstairs pads. and get one of my Kenny figures out. I know he
0: wrestles in kick pads, but I don't know if he has boots underneath or not.
1: Be awesome if he wore those at Revolution, but they'd probably get messed up. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like.
0: Hey, Kenny if you fucking wear them in your regular gear, maybe Nike make them a regular shoe
1: uh-huh. Yeah Uh, But then uh, Matt Hardy is uh backstage with Isaiah Cassidy and the hybrid two and they're basically like yeah Shit's going down on Wednesday. Yeah, shit's going down at revolution. <laughs> We're heels 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 mark quinn's coming back and that's the whole segment um Then we got uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds uh, still on the hunt for Sting. And this time they run across Eddie Kingston and mistake him for Sting. And he sits them down and he's like, Okay, guys, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you looking for Sting? Because we want to sign him to the Dark Order. He'd be a great asset to the Dark Order. Are you the NWO? No. You don't need Sting. Stop trying to add new guys. You got Hangman. Hangman's a huge kid. You should be focusing on Hangman. Why are you trying to get Sting? Stop stop reaching further than you can. Just focus on Hangman. That's where your attention should be right now, or you're going to lose him again, like trying to be wholesome dad. But the whole time John Silver still thinks he's Sting, (laughs) and so eventually he just gets frustrated and leaves. Give me Eddie Kingston
0: being the voice of reason for everyone but himself.
1: Yeah. Eddie Kingston is that guy who's never been in a relationship but gives everybody relationship advice. No, no. He's in several relationships. They're all just fucking shit
0: and, like, crazy. But, like, he'll give you the best advice.
1: Eddie Kingston is the John Constantine of the AEW universe. Isn't it Constantine? (laughs) It uh, depends on the universe. Okay. Like, literally in anything live action, it's Constantine, and then in the comics, it's supposed to be pronounced Constantine.
0: Was it Constantine or Constantine in the Keanu Reeves
1: movie? It was Constantine. Mm. Or no, I think it's reversed. In the, in the live action stuff, it's Constantine. And in the comics, it's supposed to be pronounced Constantine. What about animated? I haven't seen any of the animated stuff with them. I don't know. We have to consult Cody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we got a little uh, Dark Order Kai segment where it's basically a joke of uh, Alex Upper Hentes going like, yeah, we're going to beat up Proud and Powerful next week. We're going to have a proper match with them on BT next week. And Five keeps going, but they just kicked the crap out of us. And Ten's going, shut up, Five, and shoving him into a garage door. <laughs> Uh, and then we uh we paid off the uh, weird, vicious vixens doing, like, a casting call angle from a couple weeks ago where it was just dudes dancing, and Ryzen comes in, and he's like, Hey, I see you're doing a nun gimmick. I'm a demonic preacher. What do you say? And they're like, Yeah, sure, come on. And then there's a shot of them walking together. So, I guess... Yeah, Ryzen is in the Vicious Vixens now. Ryzen signed to AEW, confirmed.
0: I mean, he's been helping out Matt Hardy forever, and he's been in the outside. I'd imagine Ryzen's mm-hmm. just kind of like, he'd be, I can see him thoroughly like, being able not. I don't know what he'd do, but I don't think he'd be a negative to AEW. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean honestly, the three of them could probably do a better version of Nightmare Collective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh but then uh we got uh Dark Order uh putting five in an Ice Bath to heal up after being attacked and thrown into a table at the end of last week's dynamite. Um and yes, I realize I Fucking laps. yeah. And
0: um, on the list, on the list for the people who are wondering what we're talking about, he put he put heel, but it was was As if I
1: was tired. As when in, I wrote as this. in the
0: bad guy trope of professional wrestling. That's the joke. That's 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 the giggle. That's it. Continue. Yeah.
1: That's the giggle. That's the gap. Uh, and then Hangman comes up and he's like, "Oh, hey, 5 I'm glad you're all right. Where's?" the rest of you during dynamite and they and they're all like oh we were busy doing things and stuff and uh, yeah sorry we should have been there or er, uh but look at look at Five's dick it's all shriveled up cuz he's in an ice bath look at his nickel dick <laughs> uh and hangman's like yo your friend got hurt stop being an ass be nice to him he ne- he needs support right now and anna just looks at him and goes like You know, maybe you're not so bad after all. It's like... "Mm." Good times. Uh, And then we got a dumb Good Brothers segment where they're sitting in the waiting room uh, at the hospital for Papa Buck and Brandon Cutler is in between them and asleep. And... Luke Gallows admits to Carl Anderson that earlier in the day he gave Papa Buck a Viagra because he admitted that Mama Buck hadn't been interested in a while. And and Carl Anderson, understandably, is like, why the fuck would you give Papa Buck a a Viagra? What the hell is wrong with you? He's like, because it's funny. Look, here, I'll give Brandon a Viagra. And they just toss it down his throat. And then BTE this week fades out on them, like, going, Holy shit, Brandon! Brandon Cutler has a
0: big dick, confirmed.
1: I mean, man's got a very supportive wife and free kids, so. (laughs) Oh, God.
0: All right, all right. That's, I mean, they wanted us to think that, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then we got the, uh, the standard, hey, there's a big episode of Dynamite coming up, so let's do a, uh, Road to kind of promotional thing. Um, uh, Road to Dynamite Crossroads, did you watch this? Yes, I did. It was a very Okay, bird. why
0: don't you take the lead on? Well, first thing first, we have FTR basically going like, hey, Tully may not have wrestled since 1987. 89. 89. May not have wrestled since 1989. He may be an old man. That may be all you know him as. But he was one of the fucking greatest. And he still has just a little bit left in the tank. And he's going to use it with us. That makes him dangerous because he has nothing else to lose. That kind of bullshit. And basically saying, like, yeah, no. Tolly's fucking badass. Get ready for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have a, a basically a recap Of uh, Shaq, Cody, Jade, and Red Velvet—just a whole little big thing going, like talking about how Jade Cargo looks good, her story in AEW, and uh, just going like, "Yo, Shaq is fucking tall. Shaq's a big boy.
1: Shaq is classic wrestling of look at this large man. (laughs) Wouldn't you like to come watch this large man (laughs) beat up these slightly less large men?"
0: Yes, I would actually, when they do it right. Which honestly, um, but uh, just talking about all that, and Red Velvet goes on about like, yeah, no, fuck, uh, fuck Jade Cardo. Yeah, it was alright. Yeah, it it was solid. It built up to the things that were like the things that this dynamite was the end game for. Yeah. Not necessarily anything that Revolution's for, because I'm pretty sure we might be getting a Road to... We did get a... We got a countdown to
1: Revolution. Yeah. I haven't had time to watch it yet. I might not watch it at all, but... Um, and then... Oh, boy, was Tuesday an interesting day. (laughs) So much... So much shit went down. So, first off... Um... Joey Ryan announced that he was doing a charity show. Well, Bar Wrestling announced that they're doing a charity show, but in Newsflash, people, Bar Wrestling is Joey Ryan. Um, and uh, Brian Cage and Sonny Kiss were listed as talent on the show. And somebody went to Tony Khan on Twitter and said, yo, what the fuck? I thought you were blacklisting this dude. And he was like, yeah, I just texted them. They're pulled from the show. If Joey Ryan is involved, my people aren't. And on the one hand, like, yeah, good fucking Blackball Joey Ryan. I don't like that guy. But also don't refer to the wrestlers as your people. That's a little, like, capitalistic control language. I don't like that. Um, I can understand it being, like, my guys, my
0: mm-hmm. companions. Yeah. Our team isn't going to uh, be involved with him.
1: Uh, but then, right after that kerfuffle on Twitter, the account for the charity show was wiped blank and then just posted, stay tuned. And the show was canceled.
0: Yep. And apparently the women's charity that they were donating to also shady as shit. Uh-huh. Oh, God. <sighs> Name a Joey bigger bull cow in fucking wrestling than
1: Joey Ryan right now. I don't think I can. Maybe Marty scroll cuz he was apparently supposed to be on New Japan this week and then the segment got pulled cuz people found out and were pissed. <laughs> oh god. But both both those guys is just like damn motherfuckers you had a chance for like actual serious self-reflection and reinvention and one of you just chose to double down and the other one is trying to ignore it as best he can.
0: Yeah. God damn Remember that time when Joey Ryan on his Twitter said he found God? Mm-hmm. That's fucking hilarious.
1: Uh, and then we got our latest Wacky Tony Khan is on Impact segment this week. I, I, this is the only thing from Impact I watched this week. Uh, because it was a very fiery Tony Khan promo mm-hmm. where he just goes like, um, Hey, guys, I know we don't always see eye to eye, but I gave you what you want. Your Don Callis' guy is getting the match he wants at Revolution. So you all need to get behind me, because guess what? It may not be fun to say, but Impact, your time in the sunshine is behind you. You're no longer the leader in the industry. AEW is the leader in the industry. And it's us against them. NWA, they're one of us. New Japan, they're one of us. You guys, you're one of us. And I think you all know who them is. And as captain of this ship, I intend to be firm, but fair, as long as you fall in line. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. Fuck Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just talking the, about WWE. On the, on the Unrestricted podcast, he he said, like, yeah, I meant non-wrestling fans. We're trying to get more non-wrestling fans. And it's like, motherfucker, you know what you did. Hey, if they're a fan of
0: WWE, they're not a wrestling fan.
1: Yeah, They're a sports entertainment thing. Yes. Uh, But uh, then NWA had quite the interesting day as well because they wiped their YouTube account completely clean. Mm. Like they pulled everything, dude. And then they posted on Twitter an image of that and just said, stay tuned. And then just today they put up a video titled We're Back, which announces they will be doing their first Pandemic Era pay-per-view back for the attack on the 21st of this month, and then the following Tuesday will be the return of N.W.A. Power. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah. Because if it's anything like the show they were doing for a little bit there... I don't think I can vibe with it because like N, NWA had a very specific charm that I don't know if you can recapture in a pandemic world.
0: Yeah, no. NWA is the wrestling promotion that got hit
1: the fucking hardest in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. sucks because they were on the come up. Yep. Um I'm kind of like, I know a lot of people want me to be – will probably expect me to be foaming at the mouth for back for the attack but honestly i have a real wait-and-see attitude for it after getting burned on the last show um legitimately if people tell me it's great i will watch it however uh if i if i don't hear good things or if i hear nothing about it probably just gonna let it slip by
0: i'm just trying to figure
1: out why they fucking deleted their youtube channel and because Power is now going to be exclusive to Fight. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucking lame. I mean, from the looks of it, it will be free on there. But it's exclusive to a service that only wrestling fans watch, which severely limits their ability to gain new audience.
0: True. But maybe NWA understands that and is kind of going like, okay, AEW is the, the, the place where all the... Normies fucking go, new fans to weaves and packs for the the masochists will be for the <laughs> hardcore old school people, and that's gonna be
1: our niche in this new alliance. Yeah. Um, and then also on, I, I believe this was on Tuesday. It might have been Wednesday, early Wednesday. Uh, we got some really sad news. Uh, which is that jim crockett jr uh passed away this week at the age of 76 and if you aren't aware of who jim crockett jr is he is the man for which jim crockett promotions is named in the 70s and early 80s this man was vince mcmahon's arch nemesis he ran the carolina promotions he served multiple terms as chairman of the nwa because the NWA was an actual alliance once upon a time. It wasn't the name of a promotion. And uh, he he's the guy who sold NWA to Ted Turner to make WCW. Without this guy, you don't get Ric Flair. You don't get the Four Horsemen. You maybe don't get Dusty Rhodes. You don't get WCW. Like Jim Crockett is an incredibly important guy. Um... And, like, it sucks that he's he's kind of relatively obscure these days. But I think it also is kind of a Pat Patterson thing where it's not like, oh, shit, I can't believe that guy's gone. It's more like, well, he lived a full life. And it's sad that he's gone now, but I hope he's resting peacefully. Yep. It,
0: it, it's not the... He lived a life. It, he was 76.
1: -huh
0: mm-hmm. but
1: not exactly tragically young but not wonderfully old
0: yeah but we have some boom and some bang to talk about so are we gonna, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna let
1: me just like uh, that food right there
0: so let's figure out who's going first.
1: rock paper scissors shoot i got cut it down wow damn okay so
0: first things first on the agenda we have the american nightmare cody rhodes with Arn anderson and red velvet versus jade cardgill and one Shaquille nilo Oh, man. So, real quick, this is your boy. Go to the graphic. Oh, go to the graphic. What
1: graphic? The graphic I'm streaming.
0: Hold on, you motherfucker. That's not how this works. And you know it. So, I'm telling you
1: to go to it. I know. There. Excellent. Look at it. Isn't that beautiful? I made that myself. There, you have me now. It's on the full screen. I am. I am. Okay, so I just. There we go. Uh, yeah. So, this match was way better than it had any right to be. Yep, nope, it was good like literally from the moment red velvet came out i was starting to react to stuff and getting into it like it never hit god tier for me but like red velvet came out and i went oh look at that little baby and then jade and shaq came out and i went look at those literal giants <laughs> this
0: yeah, is the, delightful it, it this is it, it was big it was fun it was bombastic and shaq actually put in some work shaq did some shit
1: <laughs> Legit and, like, legit big man spots and some just plain good wrestling spots. Now, people were quick to point out, like, that's just Cody throwing himself across the ring. But Shaq played into it well enough that it looked like he was doing it to a layman. Yeah, and, like, he had enough
0: respect for wrestling in and of itself. It looked like he really practiced these basics to make sure they looked right. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Like I have no doubt him and Cody were training at the Nightmare Factory at least once a week since they started building this match.
0: Oh yeah. But it, it wasn't he wasn't out there busting out fucking cross faces or Boston crabs or anything like that. No, it was it was typical big man shit. I have big hand, I hit chest. It makes loud noise. Mm-hmm. That that test of strength spot. That was a great visual. Oh yeah, that was um. great. Just having Shaq go up like
1: that—it's just he—he mm-hmm. he uh, looked good. He look, like he also looked jacked. Yeah, he looked way better than I thought he would for his age. And um, oh god, where, where was I going? I think the most notable wrestling thing he did was he did a homage to Brody Lee, which was really impressive quickly got him over with the crowd although i had a heel reaction to it i was like fuck you you don't get to do that that's not your thing
0: <laughs> you're not a wrestler why are you doing that oh man yeah but um, uh we'll but get to man, the end spot jade and red jade and red can fucking go dude here's the thing you can tell jade is still fucking green that she still is uh-huh. early in her wrestling career but she's already this good and this early she's she's, she's meant
1: you this know what? Cape- i'm gonna i'm gonna make a prediction i'm gonna make a prediction mark my words in a year and a half's time or less Jake cargill will be woman's champion of aew i can see something like that
0: also i really enjoy the fact that she leaned into the fact that she looked like storm and that she's cosplaying mm-hmm. storm and she has like that storm motif
1: yeah Nice, oh, it's just it's great, and then we
0: now we now have the, Storm and Wolverine in AEW. <laughs> no, we A, just need Rogue. AEW, and
1: uh, it could be fun times. Um, and the little scuffle on the outside with the Gun Club and QT was really fun. Like that totally surprised me. The Nightmare Family, uh, yeah. Uh, and then. Shaq going through two tables man who saw that come nobody because it's a
0: dangerous it's a it's a tough spot to put a, a aged nba star because nba stars don't have the fucking nice like put together bodies it's like duct tape for a lot of them it's it's slightly less taxing than american football yeah it, it's just a lot of high repetitive strain injuries like you look at some of the some of the ones that had didn't properly take care of, like, good posture and everything in their career, they're, like, their knees are touching, their feet are all pigeon weird, and it's like, it's like, damn, you put your body through a lot of shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Hope you got that money.
0: Yep, yep, they got that money.
1: And Shaq got that fuck you money. Yeah. He, like, this is... Shaq owns multiple pizza. Butts.
0: Papa John's.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Shaq doesn't... owns... Shaq owns many pizza
0: joints, but he's also like on the board of directors for Papa John's. Uh-huh. Like he, like he ain't a small part business, and he's also a like old NBA money endorsements and all that kind of stuff. He's on Sports he... Center all the time. I'm pretty sure this match got featured on Sports Center. That's why they put it first. Oh yeah, no, this is this is a this is a thing to put eyes on AEW because hey, Shaq's doing a wrestling shaq's doing a wrestling what oh my god he went through a fucking table what the fuck?
1: Mm-hmm. i mean to uh to, to to paraphrase mr regular it was for the brand the brand the brand um
0: but that's not the only thing that shaq got into because at the end uh jade and red had basically the end of the match and they wrestled some and jade uh, did get the pin on a face buster, and it looked fucking good.
1: And you know what? I think it was the right call. Because like this, this match, this match ma- was... This match like was put, used to put Jade over. Yeah. This match, this whole thing has been building Jade and trying to get her over. She has been sort of the central thing from the start. Shaq has been a special guest attraction, and as much as it irks me, Cody has been a glorified prop. To get general AEW fans interested, and then Red Velvet's just there because Brandy is occupied.
0: Yeah, um, and it's also probably a lighter load on Cody Rhodes, so he could focus on being a dad, being a VVP, mm-hmm. booking, and
1: doing all that kind of stuff. It's a lighter load. Yeah. Uh but yeah, right column. Like I said, I think in probably a year and a half's time they're gonna put the belt. They're gonna put the belt on Jade because she just has that superstar you can throw her on a poster and people are going to go i want to see that look
0: but uh shaq did sell the tables like fucking death like a non-wrestler uh-huh. should because he's not used to going through tables
1: Thank there you, was shaq. a split second where i went oh shit! did they legit injure shaq did they break shaq <laughs> are they in trouble but no they 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 they
0: take shaq out to an ambulance and Tony Schiavone's going, like, before they leave, I want to make sure sure Shaq's okay. I want to get a word from him. He opens the ambulance door. Shaq is gone.
1: Which, several people were joking, oh, no, Shaq's the fiend. <laughs> and then I and I went, no, 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 no. AEW just put him in the pocket dimension where to keep Alex Marvez so he can heal up for a little bit.
0: Uh, 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 uh a wrestling healing coma.
1: Yeah. He's in the he's in the sleep.
0: No, I saw uh, but... like I was watching WrestleTalks podcast and one of the Omega chats their their paid mm-hmm. thingamajigs uh, pointed out no no no, Sh- uh, Shantem of the Opera. He's just gonna I roam don't... around Daly's place with a mask. I'm Shaquille
1: O'Neal. He's he's in the steel costume. <laughs> You just uh, hear his rap music
0: threateningly from the distance. But it's not, like, threatening
1: rap music. It's, like, fucking early Fresh Prince stuff. No, that's what Shaq's <laughs> music sounded like. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's just in the but, distance, and you go, like, is that fucking Shaq's rap? And you just hear a big, loud, booming voice. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Sure.
1: Um. <laughs> oh. Thanks. But I saw some people. I saw some people get gen- genuinely upset that they didn't pay off the disappearance angle in this episode because, like, clearly they did that to keep the general NBA people tuned in for the rest of the episode. But like, there's only one place where I could see them paying it off, and that's that during the later segment, he comes out and confronts Paul White. But that would have felt a little clunky, I think, to your average viewer. And also, like, it's it's AEW. We like to do long-term storytelling here. Shaq will return.
0: Shaq's going to show up on Inside the NBA, unless that show's not on right now, which it might be. Mm-hmm. And he can sell it better. He's going to show up and go, like, yeah, no, man, I just don't want to deal with any of them AEW bullshit. I'm going to fuck him up later, though. Mm-hmm. And he just, yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool but uh after that we got um death triangle versus uh, being the bastard Pac and ray phoenix versus john skyler and d3 in i think the first legitimate AEW squash match yeah
0: i mean let's be honest ray phoenix and uh, and by extension Pac have kind of just been losing a lot so it give them a win. let's give them a good win to kind of get them back on their feet before 2018
1: and much also day. they don't have a big showcase match at revolution so kind of remind people that they're here yeah i mean it's not it's not the worst thing in the world but it 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 was it was just a squash they could have done this on dark the biggest mark i have against it is just that i had i don't watch dark regularly so i had no idea who john schuyler and d3 were so had excalibur not gotten their names in at the literal last second i would have just typed and then pack and ray squashed two random dark jobs. yeah but
0: next we had an inner circle press conference uh, Hosted by Dasha Gonzalez, we had a couple different guests come in and ask some questions. Uh, an intern from Barstool Sports, who you couldn't hear his question at all, uh, but mm-hmm. Chris Jericho did respond in a way so people could figure out what he was saying. Basically saying like, "I want, I want to reclaim championship gold, no matter what it is." Basically saying like, "Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like I'm just going for tags because gold, gold will gold." gold.
1: I'm a champion. I have to earn that name.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the co-host for Gorillin' with JR, Art Anderson's podcast. I can't remember his
1: name. I literally had it in my head until you said I can't remember his name. (laughs) Uh, Conrad Thompson. Conrad
0: Thompson comes out. I can't remember his question, but it was okay. It was good. No, he asked if uh, a... uh, is Sammy going to return to the inner circle? And in both MJF and Chris Yargo, like, shut up, Conrad. Fuck you. Sammy's fucking lame. Sammy sucks. Yeah. And then another uh-huh. person from Barso comes out. I can't remember his question, it, it, it led in more into the match itself. Uh, but the final yeah. one was Eric Bischoff. Always nice to see Eric, Eric Bischoff. Eric from Wyoming. Always oh, good to see Eric Bischoff on AEW. He he just fits this atmosphere. And I bas-
1: like the idea that he's never going to be a permanent fixture in AEW. He'll just every once in a while show up to troll Chris Jericho. And only Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else, they're fine. They're safe from Bischoff's wrath. But Jericho...
0: Yeah. Um, and he basically goes... Are you guys fucking idiots? Because you're gonna have a match, and you just pissed off the young bucks, making them want to beat your ass harder. Are you dumb? Basically, why did you fucking heal? Yeah. It, it, it just makes them more fiery baby faces, and then the young bucks come out and go like, "Here's an example of how we're more fiery baby
1: faces." <laughs> We love our dad. Our dad is a good man. He taught us to be good boys, like your dad's clearly didn't. Our dad built us a wrestling ring in our backyard because he couldn't afford college, but we wanted to be wrestlers anyway. Our, our dad, if it wasn't for our dad, there wouldn't be us. There wouldn't be BT. There wouldn't be AEW. You wouldn't have a job. You'd be curtain-jerking at the Performance Center, Chris Jericho. Max, you, you're a fucking lame kid who lives with his parents. Fuck you. And then they fought. Yep. And then they put Brown Powerful through some tables. It was fun. It was fun. It was good. Uh, I saw some people getting a little upset about the Performance Center comment. I thought it was fine. It's Here's very the, in character for the Bucks.
0: It's in character for the Bucks, but also, thing A, we complained all the fucking time when WWE wouldn't acknowledge other people. And now that AEW just acknowledges everybody.
1: But oh, it's so disrespectful! Oh, they should focus on building their own talent instead of trying to tear other people
0: down. And here's the thing: it, it was basically saying, "Yeah, Chris Jericho. If it wasn't for AEW, you wouldn't have your second, car- your second career win, and you'd just be there doing the same thing as always."
1: Mm-hmm. Hell, it wasn't you might saying not even be on TV because Vince doesn't like guys after a certain age,
0: l- unless you're Goldberg. Yeah. But, like, it didn't feel like, fuck WWE. It felt like, Jericho, remember, you could be in WWE. It's you like... You do sign your pay. you know. Yeah, it's basically saying, like, hey, this whether you like to admit it or not, this place is pretty cool, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh But after that, we got... Probably the worst thing on this show because it's the only bit of build we get aside from com- uh, commentary table It's the only bit of build we get for the actual world championship match and it's just a video package recapping stuff we've seen before with a little bit of new interview most notably from one of the guys who was really famous for doing barbed wire death matches in Japan and I bet John fucking popped it out of
0: his fucking seat when he saw that they got him. Mm-hmm. Um, I here's the thing. I agree that they should have done more. I did like this video package.
1: Yeah, because it did explain some of the
0: rules of a barbed wire death match.
1: Yeah, it is good. I'm just saying maybe they should have done this and maybe I don't know axe fuck, uh. uh... Talk in Phoenix in favor of having the show end with uh, Moxley and Omega brawling. Maybe who knows? Uh, it was fine
0: though. It was a fine promo package. Also, getting that legend was f- cool to see because mm-hmm. AEW respects all legends, even if like no one in the audience would know who that person is.
1: Yeah,
0: which is just nice to see because they could have just and gotten. Speaking- they could have put. What? They could have just put Luther in that fucking chair, and it'd be fine because Luther also fought in a lot of those matches. That's true. I'm surprised they didn't get Luther. A I mean, you were there's was there's been stories of John Moxley marking the fuck out when he saw that they signed Luther. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> because he likes that style of wrestling. It's like, "Oh shit, fucking Luther." And every, and everybody's going like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And it's just like, it's nice to know that John Moxley gets to to work with people that he looked up to, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. How often do you think he asked Tony Khan if he can have a match with Luther?
0: Oh, I think he probably has asked once or twice and go like, "Hey, Luther's here to be a developmental talent to help the young guys and be a veteran." Maybe one day as a fun thing, but not right now. And John and Luther probably go like, you know what? That makes sense. They're
1: professionals. But uh, speaking of respecting legends, uh, you have the next thing, don't you? Yeah, we have FTR and Tully
0: Blanchard with JJ Dillon versus Jurassic Express. This is my match of the night. This was fucking awesome, dude. Tully can still go somewhat. Not harsh. Like, like I don't wanna I don't wanna see him wrestle a fucking five star classic tomorrow.
1: Don't put don't put Tolly in a singles match. No. But
0: seeing him here, it was fun, it was respectful, it was again a legend. They know how to deal with them. Also, they pointed out a lot of the fun flaws of like modern wrestling of like, oh, Tully's going to do a Tope, Tully's going to do a suicide dive. Nope, and he's then he just, just goes gonna... to Ric Flair dance. And it's just like, oh. um, it, it, it played into it. It's a fun match. It was just fun. It, and like to see oh, Jurassic oh, Express just, just be pure baby coming... faces.
1: Yeah. But just like them coming out with J.J. Dillon, and all those belts, and Tully in the robe. Like, I don't have nostalgia for that stuff. But much like when I watch, say, Kaijer or Common Rider Decade, I got a contact high of the nostalgia. You understand its significance. hmm I it's... was like, this is fucking awesome. Let's it... go.
0: You don't need to know all of Superman's history To understand why All-Star Superman Is so good Mm -hmm. It's that kind of thing But uh, eventually uh, A sneaky sneak uh, Is on the outside Doing sneaky sneak things And uh, it eventually results In uh, Pinning Luchasaurus after a Spiked pile driver And we go like, okay, who's and Luchasaurus in 2021 I love it Yeah and then we go, like, who was that sneaky sneak boy? Who was that sneaky? It was Sean
1: Spears. Sean Spears! He's still working with Tolly Blanchard. I guess they, they fucking they ditched the new character direction for him for, like, the 89th time. But also he's got bleached hair, and he's working directly with FTR and Tolly now. It's not a distanced thing anymore. And then they fucking teased Horseman shit. Because oh, Arn comes out kidding.
0: and he holds up the floor and is like, Are you doing this shit? And Tully just holds up the floor and is like, We're
1: doing this shit, boy. So All right. I I'm I'm excited. I'm happy. My boy Sean Spears is getting stuff to do again. And like I mean, I started to miss Sean
0: Spears. I was thinking, oh man, Sean Spears hasn't been on in a while. I've got like I liked seeing him on TV. And now he's back, it's like, <laughs> Fuck yeah, Sean Spears.
1: Yeah, I, like, I think the I'm think legitimately away... excited. I'm legitimately excited for the quest for the fourth man in this group.
0: Yeah, but legit, legitimately, the time away helps Sean Spears some, I think. Mm-hmm. Because he was bouncing from different things and, like, being away. It's just like, yeah, no, Sean Spears, focused.
1: Yeah. Ugh. And now he has the potential to be the difference maker in this group, and I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the new Tully. Yeah,
0: he's the, he's he's the... never
1: going to be the big name, but he's always going to be there doing the work. He he's he's the he's the perfect support player.
0: Mm-hmm. So who's going to be the who's going to be the guy though? Who's going to be the fourth?
1: You know, he's too deep in other storyline stuff, but I want it to be him. Maybe.
0: That'd be fun. That'd be fine. Cody would also make sense
1: because he's pretty old school, but Cody's got the nightmare fan. Cody's got we the nightmare. We need a solo dude. Who's still solo in AEW that could fit in this group? Um uh, Mox, nope. No, it won't be him. Sammy. Sammy as the front man of the new Four Horsemen could be fun.
0: It could be fun, but I don't think it's going to be him. I think they want to turn him babyface. Maybe it's, this is just it. Maybe Tolly's the fourth man. Maybe this is just... It's going to be a trio set and Tolly fills in every once in a while if they need it. That could work. Or maybe the fourth man's not even a fourth man.
1: Oh, yeah, I totally forgot. I was actually going to say... Before Sean took off his hood I dead ass was going Holy crap they're debuting Tessa Blanchard I,
0: I, Here's the thing with Tessa, T- The thing with Tessa Blanchard She says some reprehensible shit That I'm not sure would fly in the fucking AEW locker room Unless she eats some major ass crow mm-hmm. And apparently her dad fucking Chewed her the fuck out Apparently Some time ago yeah. About that
1: fucking attitude so maybe maybe she she had... about Tessa Blanchard. Here's why I got excited when I thought it was Tessa Blanchard. She seems like she's actually doing that self-reflection and reinvention shit that I talked about earlier. Like nobody's seen heads or tails of her since the pandemic. And I think that's because she's doing that shit. I hope that's cause she's doing that shit. I want her to come back stronger and as a better person. Please. Let there be some good in the world for Christ's sake. But if she does do that
0: with self-reflection, she's a better person. And she, like, they can, like, everything's, everybody's okay with her being there. Having Tessa Blanchard in the locker room, she's an experienced, she's a well-known woman's wrestler, she can do good shit, she's good in the ring. Have her be the fourth person of the four horsemen and have FTR go for the tags, Sean going for the TNT title and Tessa going for the women's title, and basically go like, yeah, no, why should we go for the main heavyweight title? Because that is a giant-ass fucking target. Mm-hmm. We want to keep these belts. We don't want to fucking have to fucking kill ourselves every week to keep that We thing. don't want to do a back and forth with Dusty every week, okay? That's
1: old school. That's, that's too old school for us.
0: We want to keep these things so we can keep the money. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that could work. Imagine Uh, Sean Spears, blonde, glove, black TNT title.
1: (laughs) Yes. That looks so good. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. But uh, after this match, uh, even as they were making their way to the back, uh, bringing in some of that sort of chaotic, uh, classic NWA even power energy of segments sort of overlapping. Uh, Tony Shabani is starting to talk up Paul White coming out. And and as he does it, JJ Dillon just grabs the mic and goes, that was the real shit. <laughs> I was like, yeah.
0: And Tony just goes, you're not getting paid extra for that. It's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but Tony Shabani talks over Paul White. He's like, yo, we've been friends for years. I haven't seen him in such a long time, but he's here tonight. Come on out. And they have, the generic aew on commercial break music for fight tv theme for him
0: okay i think i just don't think they have the their his real
1: theme ready yet
0: yeah this is placeholder Uh,
1: how do you feel about the shirt because i've seen people love the shirt and people hate the shirt as
0: a shirt it's dumb as a logo, as a concept, as theming for his wrestling persona in AEW. It's fucking brilliant.
1: Agreed. Because <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, the shirt says, No more BS, which means one thing, but it also means Big Show.
0: Yeah. And it's cute, it's clever, but eventually it's going to be more associated with bullshit. Because that's probably going to be, like, his general vibe. like, fuck the bullshit. No more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm tired of dealing with the, locker room
1: bullshit. Apparently, he's going to be the play-by-play commentator for Elevation. Tony Schiavone is doing color commentary, so... Who knows? He, he
0: talked well. He was very good in promo. And I'm, Here's the thing. I don't ever remember seeing a Big Show promo. Neither do I. So I have no idea how good of a promo he is. I watched the first episode of
1: his sitcom... And he was a fine actor. See, I watch... This is probably the most I've seen him talking in a whole segment ever. So I watched this and I was like, okay, you're a little slow for somebody who's going to be commentating fast-paced action, but that's fine. Also, uh, your voice is deeper than I remember, but that's fine. Also, holy crap, you're huge. I'm getting shades of Andre and Mean Gene with the way you're putting your hand on Tony's shoulder. Well, I mean,
0: uh, Paul White did have the same uh, disorder that Andre the Giant had. He just got it surgically taken care of at an earlier age. Yeah. So he would live longer and be Mm -hmm. healthier. Um, But he did go on to say something else.
1: Yeah, he said uh, he said that he is having the biggest scoop in wrestling right now. Uh, so you know, good good for him. I like some ice cream myself. Uh, but uh, he went on to say that there would be a Hall of Fame worthy talent debuting at Evolution. So you know, it's great that WWE is bringing back the All Women's Pay Per View. Uh, really good for them. I'm not going to watch it because I said I wasn't watching any 2021 WWE content, but you know, great, still being progressive way to go. He meant to say revolution. It's, yeah, it's I forgivable, know. but I had to do the joke. I had to do the it joke. It's okay? It's funny. It's fine. Um, but, uh, so yeah, obviously some names have been flying around. CM Punk has already said it's not me. Um, That's what someone who it would be would say. Yeah. Uh, but also uh some other prime contenders. Ethan Page recently blacked out his Instagram and then posted see you soon. But I don't know if you could consider Ethan Page Hall of Fame worthy. However, until this, I thought he was gonna be in the face of the Revolution ladder match. That I thought that's what was happening because it'd been blacking that out. And then there's also Okada, because remember Dink Meltzer said New Japan was shipping Okada over to work with some people in the states. Yeah, but Paul said he th- this person is signing with AEW. Right, and right. I don't think New Japan would be like, "Here, sign one of our biggest names
0: and keep them for long periods." Like, no. The only one I can see of that of that level of New Japaniness that would sign with AEW for a long term contract would maybe be Tanahashi because he is a little bit older in New Japan. He is a little bit more of like yesterday's news. Essentially, he had there are new aces in Japan. He and this could basically be like a retirement field for him come out, do some fun stories in America, and then eventually do his big retirement
1: tour. I've also, uh Talk also said that RVD is the most likely candidate because he's not currently signed to anyone. He also said he was going back to Impact, though, didn't he? Yeah. And also, I wouldn't get excited for RVD. I have literally no association with RVD. So I'd just be like, Okay, it's RVD. That's nice. Now do Weed. something cool to impress me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who's your like wild pie in the sky? I want it to be this person.
0: Part of me just wants to say CM Punk.
1: And because come on, like, would you throw CM Punk at the TNT title though? Wouldn't you want to throw? him but Here's in the, main the thing. Event scene? He didn't say it was going to be
0: at the TNT thing. He just said debut at Revolution. The TNT thing and the that announcement are two different things.
1: Mm-hmm. It's fair. So we could get CM Punk. What if, what if I'm right? What if it's Ethan Page in the face of the Revolution ladder match, and then CM Punk is in the closing angle of the show? God damn.
0: If we hear one iota of living color in this goddamn pay per view,
1: I'll scream. I'll scream so loud they'll be able to hear me five houses down. All we'll have to hear is da da -da -da -da." What the
0: fuck? Like, uh, oh man. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to because I'm. Any other person I can think of are too old to do anything really neat and relevant in aew or so wrapped up in wwe legend contract or behind the scene contract that it wouldn't be feasible yeah like i like wrestle talk was talking about kurt angle and it's like no
1: kurt angle wouldn't fucking kurt angles too hurt too like I love, kurt, I love kurt angle but I don't want Kurt Angle getting a big push in AEW. I don't think like I don't think he needs that. Jeff Hardy's still
0: wrapped up in his WWE contract, so he's not coming over to AEW. Nick Foley's too old, but he'd be interesting as a character in a backstage presence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But like, is that all is that all you're gonna want to use that person for? Yeah you want to like i i have a feeling they want to sign a
1: talent who will wrestle some like paul white will. i think it, yeah they want i think they're teasing somebody on the level of or maybe a little more gas in the tank than paul white and the
0: only persons i can think of who don't have a wwe contract that are
1: kind of like that batista he's retired though yeah like he literally went on twitter and was like okay we need a new a new word for retired because Retired doesn't work for wrestling anymore. People don't understand what it means. Yeah, no. Batista's done with wrestling. He is just an
0: actor now. hmm John Cena...
1: No. He, <laughs> but he, like, technically, maybe. If John Cena debuted in AEW, I think I would have an aneurysm. Just from sheer what the fuck If John Cena
0: debuts in the AEW, that is the fucking sign of the end times.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I just spotted the dumbest thing ever. Hornswoggle. No, 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 no. What if Seth Rollins' contract is up this month? I have no, I have no idea if it is or not. I'm just saying. Could you imagine that? I don't know, man. Another fan.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a second. When is Adam Cole's contract ending?
1: <laughs> ooh, ooh. Because remember, I don't know if you're keeping up with NXT, but he just disbanded the Undisputed Era. And he has and I been. Think named... they, I think they'd want him to have a big match with Roderick Strong before he left. Yeah, but also he's been seen
0: backstage at AEW a lot more often recently. Because remember, his girlfriend's a major player in the women's
1: division. Mm-hmm. One more, one more, just just to make you pop. Tommy Ann and Fia Trinidad coming in as a duo. Oh, for the audio listeners, he just got up and walked away. (laughs) He's having a moment.
0: (laughs) No, but he could be in the goddamn ladder match. He can be in the goddamn ladder. He can be in the ladder
1: match. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that, because Tommy End isn't Hall of Fame worthy just yet. That's It's going to disappoint me
0: now. I'm going to be disappointed.
1: Just say a little prayer on Saturday. God
0: damn, what if he joins AEW and Tony Khan just goes like, alright, pick a Code Orange song. Any actual Code Orange. (laughs) God damn it. Tony Khan would. And then, guess what we get to do? Hey, few... Look what's happening. Is that oh fucking God. Code Orange? Yeah. That's his entrance. He comes out to that every time?
1: Yeah. Remember, the last time Few talked about wrestling, he was watching NXT TakeOver like three years ago. Oh,
0: man. If it's hmm. Tommy fucking N. Tommy N.
1: <sighs> Let's go. boy. Boy. Okay. Okay. We need. We've been speculating for like almost fifteen minutes. We need to move on.
0: My pins. Tommy End in the ladder match because fuck, I didn't even think of that. And we, there's been no word about his contract. There was rumors that it was ending at the beginning of this year. Ooh.
1: Ricochet. That's my Tommy End. Yeah. Holy shit. And CM Punk for the uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah. I'm just I'm putting my chip there. I think I think Ethan Page is still likely to be in that ladder match just because of the Instagram thing, but like that that could also be teasing a re debut in a company he's already been in. So who knows?
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know. CM Punk just seems to
0: because he's never been one to say. Absolutely, fuck no to AEW. It's always been like, eh, maybe if the were anything like
1: A lot like, of money if the creative's right.
0: Yeah, and maybe it is all now. Maybe, there, maybe he has more trust. Maybe there's actual, like they've been talking. It's like, hey, sorry if we pissed you off. What the fuck? Like, an actual conversation and talking and that kind of stuff.
1: Who knows? I mean, he has literally said in interviews, I would be more likely to go to AEW because I'd want to wrestle newer guys that I haven't gotten a chance to go up against before, like Kenny Omega and Darby Allin. And,
0: like, he's Hall of Fame worthy. Like, it it works. He's not wrapped up in the WWE system. Mm -hmm. It lines up. It
1: lines up. That's all I'm saying. Oh. Oh, here's my bullshit dumb pick. Sergeant Slaughter, just to make me happy. Oh, it would be fun. Yeah.
0: It'd be fun to have him be, like, a backstage interviewer, but he's still Sergeant Slaughter.
1: Yeah. So he's, like, trying... He's trying to give drill instructions in the form of questions.
0: Does Hasbro still own, like, the visual rights to his character so they can do the
1: G.I. Joe character? No, that's all Mattel right now. No, 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 Mattel no longer has a Legends contract with him because he didn't want to work with Hasbro anymore. But there's a third-party G.I. Joe company that bought the rights to Action Man, the international name for G.I. Joe, and they're about to start releasing figures. Like, they did a Kickstarter last year, and the figures are supposed to ship this month. In that first wave is a Sergeant Slaughter that has an official likeness from him on it. Are they three and a half scale? They're uh six-inch scale. They're meant to go with classified series. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. It works. Yeah. Uh, I'll show you some pictures after we're done. Neat, neat, neat. Uh,
0: God damn, I'm still thinking about Tommy fucking End. Oh, man. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> already just calling him Tommy End because we're just getting ready. We just don't want to call him uh, Alistair Black anymore. Yeah, Tommy End and Fia Trinidad. I'm, I want them both. Uh, but next up, we had the final of the Women's Eliminator Tournament with Rio Mizanami versus Nyla Rose with Vicki Guerrero at her corner. This was a fun women's hoss fight. This,
1: oh, this was so much fun. Like, I, this match started, I was like, yeah, let's go, Anaki. Like, no disrespect to Nyla. I love Nyla. But we've had Nyla versus Hikaru, like, three times now. We don't need it again. And I think, so, I th- honestly think they were playing into that with that booking. Mm-hmm. Like, Hikaru's at ringside watching the match, and you can just kind of see on her face, she's like, God damn it, Nyla better not win. I don't want to fucking deal with Nyla again. And then, spoilers, Rio wins after a fucking great work rate match. Um like she got all of her shit in, fully showed off for the tv AEW audience um and then Riho or uh, Riho, hikaru gets in the ring with the with the you won the championship trophy hands it to her they shake hands and then immediately ryu, ryu starts going after her and they get in like a little punch fest and it's great but here's the it's thing like, they were like, smiling the whole time mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you're my friend. You're my friend, but I want you Let's go. Let's go. It,
0: it felt very much like, <laughs> hey, you want a punch?
1: Yeah, let's punch, 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 punch. Yeah, this is nice and sweet and wholesome, but also let's sell that paper here. Okay. It was fun. It was good. Also, Hikaru Shida was doing that
0: in fucking heels. Damn! Fucking class act. I didn't notice that. Yeah, no, no, she was nice, elegant, little orange heels. It went really well with the blazing white suit, which she should just wear all the goddamn time, and she looks fucking great. Yeah, thrift. if
1: she's not wrestling, she needs to be in that suit. She looks yeah. she looks great. Looks wonderful.
0: Yeah, no, I can't wait for this.
1: Oh.
0: Uh, because then, they're going to uh, go actually, full Joshi.
1: They're going to Joshi the yes. fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then after a commercial break, uh, Tony Schiavone was in the ring to talk to Sting, uh, and he he comes out and he basically says, Yo, Brian Cage, thanks for shaking off the ring rust. I really appreciate it. You, uh, you got the fight ready. I'm, I'm ready for the street fight at Revolution. Then Ricky Starks comes out, which was nice because we had not seen enough of him in the last couple of weeks. Uh, he comes out and he basically goes like, Hey Sting, I'm sorry. Respect. You still got it. But also, you're not an icon. We're, we're going to have Spite. And then they have Spite, and then Darby comes out to help along with Team Taz. Big, big little brawl. This was basically every segment in this unit all rolled into one, which was both a nice way to cap it off heading into the match and also a little annoying because it's like, wow, you could have literally just done like two segments and then this to build it. And have that just be, like, once every other week going into this match. And we wouldn't have been half as frustrated with the build as we were. Yeah. But
0: also, like, if we didn't have all that build, having Ricky starts going, like, you know what? Wrong. You are kind of good. Wouldn't be as satisfying. It's fair. I'm not saying it's all one way and all the one the other. I'm just saying, there's a middle ground we could have met. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, didn't Hook try to fucking
1: choke out Sting? Yeah, Hook was Hook is the best. Hook, Hook is low key my favorite member of Team Taz right now. God damn, Train Hook, Train Hook, let's do it. Because Hook, you know what? Hook is just evil. Hook is nemesis Marco Stunt. That's a fucking That's a fucking sentence. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, man! But next we have a, uh, a match to figure out Another member of the casino ladder match That's going to be going down Whether it's going to be Preston Vance uh, Of the Dark Order Or Platinum Max Caster I'm surprised that he came out on his own I think the like Again, I think it's just time and travel And a bunch of things
1: That's mm. sure. fair yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, this was an okay match. Uh, my 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 favorite thing about it was just the the opening rap and Ten being Big Brother to minus one. It's really nice that they're still keeping minus one still involved in stuff. He's he's a cute mascot for Dark Order. Mm-hmm. Like he's not always there, but whenever there's something to do with him, they're like, uh. Hey, is it okay if Brody Jr. Come, comes to Dynamite this week? And I'm pretty you sure... You got a good report card? Okay, send him over. We'll be nice. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll have somebody take care of him. And I'm pretty sure that there's... Like,
0: again, I think this this the thing with Brody Lee kind of shook a lot of the AEW locker room, and they see Brody Jr. as literally a little brother. They want to mm-hmm. take care of him. They want to be there for him. They wanna They want to keep an eye out on him and I'm pretty sure Brody Jr appreciates that in his little kid way of appreciating things and is super excited to just be part of wrestling because this was his dad
1: yeah it's it's really interesting thinking like there is a very real reason to believe we may get to see Brody Lee Jr grow up before our eyes or he might be here for like another year or two and then he'll disappear from our screens until like 10, 10 years after that, when he'll debut as an actual roster member and he'll have a killer interview with CBB, which I can't wait for.
0: Like I, there's no doubt in my mind that as of right now, Brody Lee jr. wants to grow up to be a professional wrestler and he has to mm-hmm. pick up the schools. He has to pick up promotions. Like if he wants to go to WWE, I wouldn't want him to go to WWE. But if he wants to go there, you damn, dare, damn, dare, damn, dare, guarantee that a McMahon will say yes. You have a place in our, you have a place in our roster. You know. Yeah. Uh, but he has a like, but the, the like the rest of this match was fun. It was it was good. They both looked good um scorpio, How do you feel sky about was... scorpio sky on commentary i like this i like his weird tweener
1: gimmick that he's go, trying to go for yeah i haven't been listening to his the uh, rooster teeth podcast so i don't know if this has been established there but it's fun it's interesting yeah i mean they post a
0: podcast on AEW, uh
1: uh youtube channel too, so you don't Yeah, have to it's go one to of those things you. that I always open in a tab and then ends up getting put in my watch later playlist at the end of the night.
0: Yeah. Um, but throughout the match, Jack Evans grabbed the boom box, hit 10, so uh, Max Caster can get the pin and win and go on to the ladder match. And as mm-hmm. uh, the match is ending, Jack Evans goes up the ramp and you see Matt Hardy with... The equivalent of a burlap sack, just handing him money,
1: just like in big fucking Sharpie, Jack Evans, fourteen hundred
0: dollars. God, note to self: we're not gonna keep track of money that way, right? Yeah, (laughs) right. But it's just that's funny. It was good, and at least it goes on to what Max uh, Matt Hardy was going on about, like, "Fuck the Dark Order! I'm gonna fucking beat you all."
1: Yep, uh, and then we got a couple little things leading into the Revolution buy-in. Thunder Rosa and Reho versus Britt Baker and Rebo was announced for the buy-in. That should be fun. Uh, I Man, I hope the feud between Bert Baker and Thunder Rosa doesn't just fizzle out here. That's, that's the only thing I have to say about it. I hope this is a transition into that feud heating up again. I wouldn't mind uh, if they branched off for a little bit and then came back to it. That's fair. Yeah. AEW could stand to have some more recurring adversaries. Um, And then uh, Miro was backstage basically saying like, Hey, Charles, I offered you a shot at redemption. You never came home and apologized. So now I'm going to beat the shit out of you at Revolution. And then he said a lot of things in
0: Bulgarian. And I wonder what the fuck that was. Because it
1: sounded fucking tough and intimidating. Mm -hmm. But, you know, knowing wrestling... He was, he was probably just saying, like, candy canes and lollipops and shit. Who knows? Uh, but at the end, we have the
0: main event. Big Money Matt Hardy versus uh, uh, Mark Quinn versus Hangman Adam Page. And Jar... Jesus Christ, what is... <clears throat> and John Silver with the Dark Order.
1: So here's what happened in this match. John Silver went... And hugged Hangman and said, let's win this one for friendship. And Hangman said, for friendship. And then Matt Hardy uh, slipped Mark Quinn a $50 bill and said, win this one because I told you so. And Mark Quinn went, because I told you so. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, that was
0: kind of the whole vibe. Uh, but it was fun. It was a fun match.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then we had a brawl yeah the show ended on a on a fucking mid card massive here's everyone from dark just in a in the ring fighting here's yes. all the
0: tag teams that are going to be in the tag team battle royale
1: because mm-hmm. uh, remember that's happening yeah. apparently i listened to unrestricted uh because on un- tony khan talking about revolution on unrestricted this week went straight to youtube today so i watched that right when i got home um apparently the tag title match is opening the show and then we're getting this battle royal so figure out who's got the belt and then
0: we're going to go like all right who's going to go up for it yeah i can dig that i can dig that definitely uh but yeah that was wrestling this
1: week yeah it was a interesting week, not the not the best week ever, but some definite definite highlights. The rise of Ryo mizunami the surprising awesomeness of Shaq, um, fucking Tully Blanchard <laughs> still having it, yeah. um, God damn. and also uh, R.I.P. Jim Crockett and fuck you Joey Joey Ryan, fuck you Dick man. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to get that chant going if if I ever actually get to do my BTE lecture. <laughs> Goddamn. The longer we
0: wait for your BTE lecture, mm-hmm. the more fucked up it's getting.
1: Like, I can't wait to be, because, like, I'm taking the most inspiration for it from the sonichu lecture and the biggest problem in the universe lecture so like i want to have that vibe digi has in the big biggest problem in the universe lecture where he keeps going now remember at this time maddox was a genuinely well-regarded member of the internet community <laughs> remember this man
0: wasn't a known rapist yet yeah uh, Fuck Joey ryan mm fuck anybody who acts like that but in the meantime tell the people where they can find your
1: bullshit Hey everybody, I'm the vacuuminator, a talent here on the internet who's currently on hiatus from solo content. However, if you want to see me regularly, you can find me on this show every week, as well as on This Week in Toku or Twit with Back and Buster every Tuesday night here on the Modular Media channel, as well as A Little Worse Than a little Better Than a Cast. And if you want to check out my uh, backlog of solo work, you can do so by going to youtube.com slash the vacuuminator. that's spelled t-h-e-v-a-c-u-u-m-i-n-a-t-o-r and you can follow me on twitter uh just to get my random thoughts and jokes uh that will be at the Vacuuminator on twitter and i do action figure photography on um instagram so go and follow me at the underscore vacuuminator on instagram for all of that all righty so ladies and gentlemen
0: my name is Chris boingo Writer, gaston I make video essays and editorials on the YouTube. You can find me at Boingo Writer. A link to that is probably in the description. I am also on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Boingo underscore writer uh, So you can find me there. You can always join my Discord server. A link to that is in the description. And you can join me on Twitch. Uh, follow me there at Boingo Writer. You can search it up there. I don't think we have a link in the description right this moment. But this it was module meter wrestling podcast Vac, how do you feel about
1: this podcast this week uh not the worst we've done but also not the best we've done i'd say it was a solid episode few hiccups but solid
0: on a scale of one to ten uh how much poop is in your
1: system right now uh none i actually had uh three very good poops today so i'm pretty empty